Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. I came to this country in 1986, and one of the things that I kind of struggled with was meeting new people, and one of the things I did was meet new people through baseball. For me, it was like a connection to the country and to the people and the culture that was really important to me. You know, when I watch a game, I just have questions. Why is this player so good? Is this player going to keep being good? Those sort of questions, I think, are the key to a good story. Hit and run with Matt Spiegel, Sunday mornings on The Score. Welcome back in on Hit and Run here on 670 The Score, your Sunday morning baseball friend in a two-team town, which should be interesting again in a pretty open National League Central. Cardinals, I think, got to be the favorites, but other than that, it's pretty open, and the Cardinals aren't even that great necessarily. And then the White Sox, even without Eloy Jimenez, right there battling in what should be a very, very interesting American League Central. Let's talk some baseball with our next guest, whose voice you heard right there from The Athletic, joining us on the Score Hotline, which is presented by Alpamani Ford, Alpamani Ford in Melrose Park on North Avenue or APFord.com, is Eno Saris, who we love talking baseball with here on Hit and Run. Good morning, Eno. How are you? Uh, good morning. Great to talk baseball. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely, man. Here we go. I'm so excited. Fans in the stands. It's going to matter to players. It's going to matter to broadcast. It's just going to be fun to look at, isn't it? No cardboard and no digital fans either. I'm looking forward to it, man. You know, players actually said off the record that last year, uh, I think one quote that we got from one of our pieces at The Athletic was, um, it had the intensity of a spring training B game. <laughs> See, it's so, just brutal. It's just brutal, man. Like, yeah, I think uh, the fans will matter. Um, it, have you have you put a have you put a metric on it? I know you love analytics and you're terrific at it, but you've got to feel for the heart and the soul of the game too by talking to people. You know, which is the thing. It's like I, I don't know how we're supposed to measure it, but I know that Javier Baez is better with a crowd. You know, some musicians are better with a crowd, right? Some some comics yeah. are better with a crowd. It's just it's difficult to measure, but it's true for some guys. Well, you know, I think Francisco Lindor was really interesting. He he outperformed his projections. Like his minor league numbers were good, but they weren't amazing. And then he came. He had a lot more power in the big leagues. And you know, I've asked him a couple different times 
about that. And, you know, sometimes he has a mechanical answer, but sometimes he says, it's the show, man. <laughs> like, yeah. it, down there wasn't the show, and this is the show. So it was just it was just different for him. It was just more intensity. So I do think that uh, it's not it's not something we can measure because it's going to affect everybody differently. There are guys who are just like, I, I show up and I play, and I, I, you know, like Mike Trout dominates probably <laughs> tiddlywinks, you know, uh, in his backyard or whatever, you know. So he'll he'll come and he'll play and he'll win no matter what the game is. But uh, some guys just uh, need the the lights and the and the fans and and you know, listening to like old clips, you're like, oh man, like that's what's so big about these moments is just the roar of the crowd, you know. Yeah. Yeah, no, I know it. I, I miss I miss high fiving strangers. Um, I'll do that at a ballpark <laughs> yeah, soon. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> One of my favorite things in in life is to high five a stranger after a good thing at a baseball game. Um, all right, you know, you and Ken Rosenthal reported on the deadening of the baseball a couple months ago. Where do we stand? How do you feel about it? Difficult to see with the air quality in both Arizona and Florida, it's, it's tough to gauge, but do you feel like we're going to see a deadened baseball in MLB um, this year? I mean, they literally came out and told us that. What I think what's, what's tough about spring is um, uh, traditionally you use a lot of last year's balls. So they make a lot of balls for the postseason, and if you don't advance, then you have these extra balls. So you'll have extra 2020 balls still lying around, and spring training is usually when you get rid of those. At the same time, I think they probably wanted to give pitchers a little bit of a chance to feel the new ball. So I wouldn't be surprised if there's a mix of old and new balls going on right now. Um, and opening day will be the first time we see the uh, new ball in action everywhere. Uh, they said that they were going to deaden the inside in terms of the bounce of the ball. And, you know, they said it wouldn't be a big deal, but it would be uh, kind of on the level of maybe 2017, um, where we had fewer homers. 2019 broke all the records. Um, so maybe back to 2017, but the problem is they didn't measure the drag, um, and they don't know how it flies through the air. So it could fly through the air better or worse, um, and that will have some effect beyond uh, what they what they did. Um, you know, in terms of what they thought they did with the bouncy things. So uh, mm-hmm. I think it's a big question mark. Uh, but the guess was that we'd lose about five percent of homers, um, and. Uh, you know, whether or not you think it's a big deal sort of depends on which one of your players lost the most homers, I guess. <laughs> you know, I, I feel like all these different things um, are, are designed with the one commonality in place. And, I, I, you know, people want more action. And now that there's whether it's Chris Young, who wanted to do some of this stuff last year and now Theo Epstein in the commissioner's office and, and some of the stuff they're doing. You've got, obviously, the, some of the rules in the minors is, uh, people know about, the prospective ban on bullfrog sunscreen and all the other sticky stuff for the pitchers, which is going to be difficult to enforce. But all of that and the deadening of the baseball, it's all kind of designed to get more balls in play. But is any of it going to be enough on its own? Or is the idea that all of these factors, if addressed a little bit, will 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 push the the scales in the right direction. I'm all for experimentation. I think that baseball has fallen behind some of the other sports in terms of experimentation. If you think about basketball's changes um as they try to make the end of the game better, 
you know, yep. um, in terms of fouling and the, and the changes they've made uh, just on, on perimeter defense that made it so exciting in basketball today. Um, and uh, I think in football they've played around with pass interference in different ways, and now, um, you know, passing is such a huge part of the game. I, I think that baseball sort of fallen behind when it comes to tinkering with the game, and I, I'm okay with tinkering. You know, the, the point is to be entertained. And we can change the rules to to, to incentivize and, and and make this thing happen. It's not don't blame the nerds that are just trying to win within the game structure. They're just you know analytics teams teams front offices. They're just trying to win given the rules. But we can change the rules. We can change the assets. We can make it eighty five feet, you know, from base to base if we wanted. Hmm. Uh, that's actually one thing I kind of like. I think that would bring the stolen base back a little bit. Um, and, uh, you know, there's certain things we can do. So I like tinkering in general. Uh, the ones that they have implemented in the minor leagues, I'm pretty much a bigger fan of, like the bigger base at second base. Yep. Um, you know, I think I kind of like that one. Um, you know, robot umps. One thing about robot umps is it allow us to tweak the strike zone to give us what we want, too, and we'll be able to be really precise about it. Instead of saying the umpires are going to call the high strike this year, we're going to say, the computer is going to call, call the high strike this year. You know? yeah, and then it is. It just, it just right. simply so, is. So I, I think that all, all the stuff is pretty good. Um, one thing that I, I like the pitch clock because I think that will reduce uh, velocity. I think velocity is the main problem. The, the velocity is, is 94, around 94 miles per hour on average this year. Uh, when we started tracking in baseball, it was, it was uh, 89 miles an hour was average. Whew. So we really pumped up the velocity, and I think that's causing all the strikeouts. Um, and so if we can do something, a pitch clock will just not let them have as much time between pitches. And if you like, if you weight lift, you know, if you take more light time, you can do bigger maxes and stuff. So, um, you know, mm-hmm. this, that's what they're doing is they're, they're, they're taking longer between pitches so they can throw harder. So I, I put a pitch clock in, and we'll see. I, I, the one thing is do it always in the minor leagues first. And, and do it for enough time so that you can see what happens, what, it, what happens to the game, and then, and then implement in the big leagues. Will there ever be a point that these things coalesce to make hitters um, stop trying to just hit it out of the ballpark every time to hit it over the shift? You know, you know what I mean? Like, like, or, or even if there's no shift, will they still be trying to just hit it out of the ballpark because velocity is high, because it's difficult to hit as we know, and because you get paid for home runs. I I mean, I dream of hitters saying, you know what? I will go ahead and try to just hit it over there and use the whole field. I I just don't know what is going to be enough incentive to change that. Um, I mean, contracts are a big incentive. And and so I think, um, uh, you know, Mookie Betts signing a big deal is a big deal. I mean, there's a guy who sprays it all over the park, makes real great contact, has a good strikeout rate. Um, and I think teams, I've done some research that shows that um, in the in the postseason, team strikeout rate is a really powerful predictor of who of success in the future. And so if mm. teams see that and say, let's say we expand the playoffs and everybody gets the playoffs. You know, I'm not saying everybody literally, but you know, like, and half the league gets to the playoffs. Then all of a sudden, it will really matter what happens in the playoffs, almost a little bit more than what happens in the in the regular season. And then uh, people might see that oh, strikeout rate really matters. Uh, and then they might sign more Michael Brantley types um, over you know a slugger with a 28 percent, 27 percent strikeout rate. And if that happens, it, it sort of filters down to you know the minor leagues and to 
even to instructional ball where people say, whoa, you know, people really value people who can make contact. You look at that big contract movie just signed. Look at, the, look at what these teams are doing. So some of it, hopefully, there will be sort of a natural incentive to do that. You know, tell me a couple um, players that you're really fascinated to watch this year that you think we'll be talking about a lot. I, I mean, I, I talked about Otani uh, quite a bit last hour, just the expectations for that and how exciting that is and what it might do for the Angels. But give me, give me a couple others, um, players that, that, that really excite you and interest you for this year. Well, you know, we had such a small, short season, and they didn't have any uh, in-game video uh, for hitters. So I'm really kind of fascinated by how J.D. Martinez, Christian Yelich, and, and Javier Baez are going to do. Hmm. Um, those are three that I singled out as um, having made some comments about in-game video yep. um, and uh, three that just had really poor seasons, um, and it wasn't super easy to kind of point to any one thing and say, you know, this was the problem. Um, and so I really want to, and, and, you know, if you throw Cody Bellinger in there, those are four players that are just amazing, you know, MVP level players that, you know, all had terrible seasons at the same time. Like, remember we were doing videos of Yelly versus belly and like, who's going to win the, who's going to win the MVP, you know, <laughs> and yeah, they both yeah. went out and just dropped stinkers on us. So I, I kind of want to see them, uh, the kind of return to grace, uh, is interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some really young pitchers that, um, that you know, in different ways just fascinate me. Uh, Ian Anderson in Atlanta and Jose Urquidy in Houston. Um, you know, one, Jose Urquidy, if you, like, drew him up in a lab, if you drew his pitch movements up in a lab, he'd be perfect. He, <laughs> you'd only want to give him, like, a tick of, of gas, and that's about it. Hmm. Um, Ian Anderson's numbers don't look good on paper, but he had such a great debut. Uh, so I'm really fascinated by those two pitchers. And, uh, then generally, I think the other thing that I'm just waiting to see is like, what's going to happen with pitching? Like, are we going to just, uh, everyone is searching for innings. How are they going to get them? Are we just going to have rotating, um, you know, players coming through? Everyone's going to be hurt and everyone's going to be sent down to manage their innings. And we're, we're going to, you know, every team is going to use 20 starting pitchers or, um, you know, is it going to be more normal than we think? So mm-hmm. those are kind of some storylines I'm tracking. Good stuff. Um, yeah, you, you know, I, I think Javi um, and JD and those guys, like, we all know visual learners. We, we, know, we know guys yeah. who learn visually, and just there's power in standing there in the dugout and being like, oh, that's what I'm doing. Okay, all right. It works for some and, and not for others, so it makes all the sense in the world. We're trying to figure out whether Chris Bryant is ever going to return to excellence um, and healthy excellence at that. And a troubling thing is his hard hit rate, which has just gone down and down and down over the last, I think it's six years in a row. His hard hit rate has gone down from 2015 to 2020. Um, and and any, any insight as to why that's happened and where's the confidence for Bryant uh, within the industry as he talked to folks about it? I think there's a fair amount of pessimism. Um, and I think that you're, you're putting your finger on it. Um, in terms of what people are looking at, you know, I just wonder what happened with the shoulder in terms of, you know, how that uh, healed up and uh, if there's something chronic there or, you know, if there's been uh, just like a physical weakness. That's what I kind of wonder when I look at it, you know, because yeah. it's just, uh, it's just kind of stares you in the face that he's just not hitting the ball as hard as he used to. Um, 
there's a, there's a, there is some aging um, aspect to that, so it just could just be age. But he's not he's not so old that you'd expect this um, to happen like this. So, you know, I'm definitely watching him too. Um, and there's been so many questions around the Cubs. The Cubs are a fascinating team because um, a little bit like the Astros, where you know these are these teams that came up and had such a great positional core and had some success, and now they face the big decision about who do we extend, who. Do we keep around, you know, Rizzo, Bryant, Baez, you know, Contreras? Who do we keep around? Who do we give money to? Um, and it's a really important one because if you make the wrong decisions, I think the Giants um, show you that if you kind of extend, I'm not saying the wrong players, but if you extend, if you extend everybody, that's kind of what the Giants did, um, you can get into trouble too. So um, to, it, it makes sense to kind of pick and choose and figure out who you want to keep around and um uh, I don't know. I think it's kind of looking like Rizzo is a good bet yep. uh, to continue uh, his offensive production uh, at first, like he has. And uh, but on the on the other hand, like people generally don't like extending first baseman and and and, and spending on that sort of um, offensive package. So mm-hmm. yeah, Rizzo. Uh, Rizzo, though, you know, um, the face of the franchise in a lot of ways, very active and 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 public and. And, and respected around town. So, and, and they did offer him an extension apparently this week. My money's on Rizzo and Baez. There's, there, you know, and, and I have concerns about Javi as a player and as a hitter, um, but he is very popular um, and helps with the draw and helps with young international players too. Um, the, 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 the young shortstop that the Cubs signed, Christian Hernandez is, mm-hmm. is, is the name. He had a picture of Javier Baez in his bedroom. You know, it's like there's power there as you're fighting in the in the international market. Um, What do you think of the White Sox without Eloy Jimenez now in the middle of that lineup? Gone all year long, gone for five or six months. And are they still the best bet to challenge the Yankees in the American League? No, I think um, this has dropped them a little bit uh, because I have some questions about their pitching depth, too. Um, you know, if you know, teams are going to be using seven, eight, nine starters. And, um, I think behind Kopech, who's like their sixth starter, I have some questions about, you know, who's going to step forward there. Um, and, uh, you know, they've had some trouble keeping uh, their arms in the bullpen uh, healthy. So, um, you know, bullpen depth is a question, but, uh, I, am not saying that I, I think they're bad now. I mean, they're, they're still very good. And if they could afford any, uh, step back, I think it's on the offensive side. Um, and the one nice thing is that uh, Eloy is not a great defender, so that means that they are now looking on the buyout market almost, like in basketball. They're they're out there looking for who doesn't make an opening day roster. Um, they're looking at final cuts, like a Todd Frazier, uh, who just got let go by the Pirates. Uh, he could end up with them. They basically can use DH, and I think if Vaughn can play some left field, um, they can go find a DH. Joannis Cespedes or Yasiel Puig. We'll have to see how that uh, works in that clubhouse um, with mm-hmm. uh, with Tony there. But um, mm-hmm. you know, I think uh, they have options. They can go get a bat. They'll be okay. Hmm. Um, what do you? Uh, who do you like in the American League to battle with the Yankees? Then I think you got to you got to give it to the Rays, man. They I know they went and traded Snell, and uh, the, the arms they signed seem uh, underwhelming in ways. 
Um, but they are so good at it. They'll, they'll, they'll get just enough innings out of the old guys, and they'll start mixing in the new guys. And by the end of the year, they'll have a completely different rotation than they have at the beginning of the year. And I bet you they'll be, you know, the second best team in the in the American League. Yeah, it, it makes sense. Lots lots of folks to trust in that pitching infrastructure and that organization. You know, thank you so much. Uh, appreciate the conversation. Enjoy it. Keep killing it over at the Athletic. It seems like anybody who's writing something where they're like, "Oh, I need some help with smart stuff." Let me ask Eno, and it seems then you collaborate with everybody. Do I have that right? Oh, pretty much. I- I mean, I don't know. It, you know, I just I can bring the analytics perspective. I have a lot of uh, sourcing in, in player development and uh, in analytics squads. So that, that's what I, you know, it's just really fun to me to collaborate with these people because they have totally different sources and they have, you know, they can really handle a narrative and, and really write the heck out of a story. So a lot of times I just come in and and just uh, drop a couple nuggets of knowledge that support their <laughs> argument, basically. Yeah. And it's been so much fun. Just, that's what I wrote in my, you know, we, we all had those why I joined the athletic pieces. Yes. Back in the day, I wrote, like, it's all going to be about collaboration and synergy for me because there's so many great writers here, and I'm really excited to, to, to collaborate with them. So. And that's the way it's playing yeah. out. Keep, keep at yeah. it, man. All right, Ardino, you know, enjoy yourself, enjoy your year, and enjoy your high-quality beer as well. Uh, plug, oh. plug, plug the beer stuff, please. Yeah, I actually have something really fun coming out in, in, in your market. Um, I'm a I'm collaborating with Old Irving Brewery, um, okay. and we're producing a, a 5% uh, crusher of a hazy pale ale, a sort of a lighter hazy pale ale called Ephus. Uh, that'll be out after opening day. And I hope people uh, cop it and enjoy it, because if they do, we can we can do it again. That is awesome. So Ephus, like Rip Sewell's pitch um, at Old Irving Brewery, which is 4419 West Montrose uh, in, in Chicago. I, I love it. My dad still tells me about Ted Williams homering off Rip Sewell uh, in the All-Star game. He, 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 uh, check out the video if you haven't seen it. He walks up into the pitch, takes like three steps up like he's, like he's Happy Gilmore. Um, and, and just hammers Great. it out of the park. It's awesome. Yeah, it's extending yeah. Zach Greinke's career. You know, it's a, it's, a, it's a great pitch. It takes right. just takes forever to get there. Uh, there you go. All right, thanks. You know, appreciate you. Thanks. You got it. That's uh, you know, Saris uh, does great work with baseball and with beer. Texter makes a great point that perhaps uh, you know does not remember that Todd Frazier will not be back here in Chicago because Adam Eaton is here. Yeah, I think that's like that's a level of uh, of discomfort that no one needs to readdress. Um, uh, you know, wh- why add that to your mix? I, I don't think it's very very advisable. All right, let's talk about the best bullpens around baseball. And before we get out of here, some predictions and some numbers that Sean Anderson and I will be tracking all year long. And we'll get uh, your involvement on that as well at 312-644-6767. And yes, Texter, I did want to ask Brian, you know, Saris about music for airports or, you know, producing uh, U2 or uh, the Talking Heads, but it just didn't seem appropriate in the context of the conversation. It's Hit and Run with Matt Spiegel and 670 The Score. Anthony Heron up at the top of the hour. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. 
Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the US and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast oh sad day at my house last week when we pulled out the nintendo and put in this game, Sean Anderson, me and the wife were ready to play Roger Clemens MVP Baseball on the old Nintendo. Not the Super Nintendo, but the regular Nintendo. And it just kept freezing. Finally got it to work. Did the Nintendo blow on the cartridge to get it in there. And we're all lined up. The Chicago Swords against the Boston Hawks, I think it is. They weren't allowed to call them by the regular uh, regular, t- regular team names. Weren't allowed to call the players by the regular team names. So, like, Mark Grace is in the game as Gase, G-A-C-E. Greg Maddox is Gaddix, G-A-D-D-U-X. Um, I think Hawk is there instead of Andre Dawson. So, you know, it, it's, it was fun to look at all these... All these lineups again, try to play, but it failed. I need to get a game system. I need to get a game system, and it needs to have a baseball game. But I don't have a lot of money, so I should get something that's a little vintage. Sean, are you a gamer guy? It's a hit and run, by the way, on 670 The Score. I'm Matt Spiegel. It is The Score's baseball show. Anthony Heron coming up at the top of the hour. Opening day is this Thursday. But I need to add a game system and an excellent video game of, you know, maybe sometime in the vintage of the last five or seven years. That's just fine for me and the wife to play and to introduce the boy and try to get him sucked into the game. I think if you're trying to do that, I think MLB's show is probably the best uh, recent vintage uh, that that probably would teach him the game the best. Uh, yeah. I, I would say that, you know, they've been making games since 2005. 
uh, and they've been the pretty much the main baseball game since 2011 when 2K mm-hmm. stopped making baseball games. So I would say the show is probably the most recent game that would probably do the best of teaching uh, Rubes uh, okay. the game. All right. All Our in. game. Thank you. I believe Sean Marshall dropped a couple of our games uh, in the interview as well. If you could flag those uh, for me and we can uh, keep our collection going for our for our game. Um, Yeah. So MLB the show. It comes out for Xbox and PlayStation this year. We'll have to see. I'll do some some crowdsourcing and some some dollar grabbing as well. Um, There is an article on MLB.com listing the best bullpens in the game. The Twins and Alex Colomay get a mention down at number 10. The A's get a mention, I think, at number 7. Even without Liam Hendricks, they're still good. There's the Rays bullpen, which we saw and we know is creative and, and deep and has a ton of teams with different looks. And there are the Brewers and Craig Council. Very creative, and they've got the dude who throws the airbender, and they've got Josh Hader, and you know, a, a few different ways. But they're number one at the very tippity top of the list of the best bullpens in baseball is the Chicago White Sox with Liam Hendricks as the closer. Just interesting to see the names that they list. Primary setup men for Liam, Hen- Liam Hendricks are listed as. Evan Marshall, Aaron Bummer, and Cody Hoyer. That's the forgotten name that just needs to be thought about. He gave up a run for the first time in the spring the other day. He has closer quality stuff. It is, it is amazing how good his stuff is. And I got to say, because we think of Hendricks and Marshall and Bummer, and then we think of the ambidextrous gravy of Michael Kopech and Garrett Crochet, Fireballers, both probably starters long term, but in the bullpen now. That makes Cody Hoyer like the sixth guy you think of. It's the sixth guy you think of. And he would be a closer on a lot of teams. And of course, there's Matt Foster in there as well. Here's what MLB.com says sign the best reliever in baseball and add it to what you've had, and you have the best bullpen in baseball. Sox had a pretty nice bullpen brewing before they inked Hendricks. Marshall has a 2.45 ERA over the last two seasons. Bummer, who had a 2.13 ERA and 0.99 whip in 2019, is back after a left bicep strain, limited him to nine appearances last year. Two eye-opening, mitt-pounding rookies stepped up last year in Cody Hoyer and Matt Foster, another name that we don't even talk about. It'll be fun to see if Garrett Crochet, last year's number 11 overall draft pick, can make an impact after getting his feet wet last season. And the club's number two prospect, Michael Kopech, is out of the bullpen, too. This is a fun and good and deep bullpen. Oh, yes, it is. I cannot wait. I cannot wait to see how they use these guys. Is Hoyer the closer when Hendricks can't go after a couple days of being used in a row? Is it Bummer, who's certainly capable, depending on the matchup? Awfully good against both sides. Do you leave Bummer and Marshall as your setup men in that instance and just slot Hoyer in for Hendricks? I might do it that way. Does Crochet get clean inning starts just about all the time? Does Kopech go a couple innings? Is he really the swing guy? Or might you end up using him as a fireballer 
in specific spots? Will anybody emerge as a setup option other than Marshall and Bummer, like Crochet or Kopech? It's, it's just really interesting. And because it's so wide open and it's so rife for creativity, it's going to get a lot of questioning of Tony La Russa and Ethan Katz. Managers love push-button bullpens so they can say, well, that's just, you know, that was that guy's job. It was his turn. And now I know it went wrong. I understand, but that was his time. Lately, though, people are being very, very creative. Love it. Down in Tampa, you never knew who was going to come out at a certain time. The closer might show up in the fourth And then they'll use somebody else to finish along the way. So how creative will Tony be? How open to usage will all these guys be? Is Liam Hendricks going to be a Dennis Eckersley-esque ninth-inning only guy like Tony kind of invented and had for a while there? He could do more than that. But we'll have to see. I I assume that Hendricks will be the ninth-inning, one-inning guy most of the time. Certainly capable of doing more, but why bother when you've got all these horses that you have? Can't wait. Um, I I was mentioning that um, the White Sox got another Cuban player, Oscar Colas, the corner infielder with a big, big arm, lots of raw power, been playing in Japan with very good stats and success while being about three years younger than everybody else there. Delayed to get here. No season for him last year. And the need for seasoning. You're not going to be signing until 2022 of January. Unrealistic for the bigs for 2022. 2023, maybe. And I couldn't resist a little Buena Vista Social Club as we talk about the White Sox-Cuban connection. It is impressive. It is historic. It is deep. It is ongoing. Yasmani Grandal and Luis Robert were the 21st and 22nd Cuban players to play for the White Sox. Fourth among all franchises. This goes back to Minnie Minoso and Contreras and El Duque, of course. The top four in a lineup at one point last year. Amazing for the very first time. Oscar Colas is coming. Hey, he is a mid-90s fastball as a pitcher, too, by the way. But they, they'd called him the Cuban Otani. He's not going to be used there. He is going to be, he's going to end up being a corner outfielder with a big, big arm. Hopefully to slot in after Adam Eaton and his time are done here in Chicago. With him and Yoelki Cespedes, lots of outfield options. And Eloy can be a DH. Next time he plays, which might be not be until next year, maybe August, maybe September and hell, maybe October for Eloy Jimenez. That'd be fun. But boy, the, from when you talk to people about that injury, the ruptured pectoral tendon that getting in the way of that lead shoulder for a hitter. Potential troubles. Give the man as much time as he needs. It's hit and run on 670. The score we will come back and uh, make some predictions for the league's. And for some awards and also take a look at some numbers that we're going to be tracking all year long on Hit and Run right here on 670 The Score. They're going to go from piranhas to sardines. Prediction is a prediction.
It is Hit and Run right here on 670 The Score. Sean Anderson is my producer. I am Matt Spiegel here with you all year long, and I cannot wait. In fact, I'm not waiting. I'm doing the show already. Uh, Final segment here, a few different numbers that we need to kick around and discuss. But before we get to those, let's go ahead and make uh, broad predictions here. Uh, Sean, write me down and we'll come back and take a look. Last year, I uh, was good. I had, I think I had, I think I had all six divisions correct. Did not have the World Series teams correct, but I had all six divisions correct. This year, look, the Yankees are going to win the American League East. I do believe the White Sox will outlast the Twins and win the American League Central. I think the Angels will take the West. They'll trade for more pitching along the way if they need it. And yeah, there's some hope mixed into this one for me. Absolutely. But I want to see Otani, Rendon, Trout all year long and see them in the playoffs as well. But I think that um, I think the Angels will get it done this year. Uh, wild card teams, the Twins and the Toronto Blue Jays will be your wild card teams. In the National League East, it is the Washington Nationals with fifth starter John Lester and left fielder Kyle Schwarber and the rest of that. Amazing rotation. And starting third baseman, Starlin Castro. They sent down Carter Keyboom, and Castro is going to get the opening day start at third for the Washington Nationals. That's not why I'm picking him, but I, I am picking the Nationals. And Dave Martinez, my God. How many, how many Cubs can we have? The Nationals wondered. The answer is a lot. The Nats in the National League East. The Cardinals, unfortunately, in the National League Central. The Dodgers, of course, in the West, just outlasting the Padres. It is the Padres, and who's it going to be in the other wild card? Who would it be, Speaks? It's the Braves. It's the Braves. I still like the over on the Cubs. I saw them at 79 and a half wins, but not a playoff team this year. So Padres and Braves are wild card. The Dodgers over the White Sox in the World Series. That is my prediction. Anything uh, wildly different from me there, Sean Anderson, as you're thinking about the season? Wildly different? No. I, I think the major thing that I would say is I think that Atlanta will take the NL East. But outside of that, I, I pretty much agree with you. Um, NL Central, I think, is up in the air. But, you know, Central has or the Cardinals have Arenado and Goldschmidt. So it's yeah. tough to go away from them. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good on the corners there. Um, there are bets that the Parkinson Spiegel Show has put up. Over on the Bet Rivers app, if you have the Bet Rivers app, just go to the top left, hit the menu button, and halfway down on the left side, there they are, your Parkins and Spiegel bets. And we'll be tracking them all year long. More hits this year, Tim Anderson or Javier Baez. More, to score more runs this year, Luis Robert or Ian Happ. And there are odds on this. Their odds makers went ahead and put odds on this, which makes it really fun. More home runs this year, Jose Abreu or Anthony Rizzo. More saves this year. <laughs> Liam Hendricks or Craig Kimbrell? You can go pound Hendricks if you want. To record more innings pitched, Lucas Giolito or Kyle Hendricks? That'll be a fun one to track. Who's going to play the most innings in left field for the White Sox? We talked about that earlier in the show. I think it is Adam Engel. Who will have the most at-bats at DH for the White Sox? Who's going to have the most at-bats at DH? Uh, I'm going to say that I think it's going to end up, hmm, it's interesting. 
Could it be Vaughn? Could it be Yasmani Grandal? Could it be Zach Collins? Could be a lot of these guys. Abreu will have some. They're going to split it all up. Most at-bats at DH for the Sox. I'll say Andrew Vaughn. I'll go easy. White Sox record after leading after the fifth. This is a fun one, Sean, because Aaron Bummer said they want to lose no games with a lead after the fifth inning. Yeah, he said something like 90-0 they want to go after yeah. having leads of 5-0. and uh, after, five, you, after five, leads after six, most teams are very, very good. It's just the nature of, of, of the game and what the stats end up being. Leads after the fifth. All right, we'll track it. I'll set the over-under at mm, one and a half. Eh, no, make it two and a half. Two and a half losses for the White Sox when leading after the fifth. You want the over or the under on two and a half losses. That is very low. I'll take the uh, the over on that. I think they'll lose more than two and a half after leading after five. I'm telling you, watch the uh, yeah t- two and a half is, is is low, but but look at the numbers at after the. I, I, and we're talking when the bullpen comes in, right? So like if Giolito goes into the eighth inning and loses the game, does that count against the bullpen? Uh, you know what? Let's workshop this one a little bit, shall we? Let's table it and workshop it. I think just we a, could. I think we could track anytime the bullpen has the lead after five innings. We could just track their record. Okay, so bullpen with a lead after five. Then, all right, let, let's raise that number. How, how many? How many losses do you think they'll have? I think we could probably put it at four and a half. Yeah, call it four and a half. I'll go under at four and a half. I'll take the over still. Okay. Who's going to play the most innings at second base for the Cubs? Now we know that answer. It's going to be David Bodie handed the job here on opening day. Sogard will get some innings there. Maybe Ildemiro Vargas will make the team. It's either here, Matt Duffy, probably for that final spot, but that's going to be Bodie and Nico Horner will have to fight his way back and we'll probably get here. And then some of these that Sean provided, I'll go ahead and weigh in on, and I like them a lot. Lucas Giolito, over under 265 strikeouts. That would be 12.1K per nine with 200 innings. If he reaches 265, he'll be only the third White Sox player to do so. Chris Sale and Ed Walsh in 1908. Um, I do think Lucas will get there. So, I'm on 265. So, I'll go over 264 and a half. Yeah, he had uh, the Caper 9 was 12, 12.1 last year. So, that's what, where I, I was taking that number from. I, yep. I think it's going to be under just because, I mean, it was such a short sample size last year. His uh, Caper 9 in 2019 was around 11. So, I think that he might be around that like 235, 240 spot. Mm. Um, yeah, and there's. Uh, yeah, and 200 innings, you know, 200 innings is a battle. It, it's a battle these days in MLB. Over-under slugging percentage for Javi Baez. 2019-2020, he slugged over 500 every other season. He has been under 500. He slugged over 500 last year? Did Javi? Uh, my bad. Poor writing. He So last year he wasn't, but in 2019 and 20, oh, 2018 and 2019, he was over. Right. So 2018 and 2019. 2020 yeah. was under. 2018 and 2019. He was under, under four 400. in 20. Yeah, under four yeah. in 2020. He was under four last year. Um, hmm, uh, uh, 
I'll go slightly under the 500 slugging percentage for Javier Baez. Slightly under. I'll take I'll take well under. I just think that his he, he talked about the fact that he wants to see more strikes, but he has a top five whiff rate in MLB history. Like, and he's up there with Joey Gallo. He's up there with uh, I, I think it's. Uh, I'm forgetting the guy's name, William Pena. Like he's up there with guys that really shouldn't be up there with Javi Baez. And I, I think that this year it's still going to be a struggle for him, but hopefully it's a bounce back season for him when he's still around, you know, 450 slugging. White Sox bullpen ERA, lowest bullpen ERA since 2011 is the 2013 Braves at 2.46. There have been 17 bullpens since 2011 with an ERA below three. And only three of those since 2017 in this offensive year. That would be Cleveland 2017, Oakland last year, and the Dodgers last year in small sample size. So, wow, that would be, uh, that would be something if the White Sox bullpen can have under a three ERA. But, you know, with the also the deadening of the baseballs that we're going to see, hmm, it's interesting. I think uh, I'll say they'll get there. Just barely, they will get there under the three ERA. Sean, what do you think? Yeah, I think that they will be over, but not too much. Uh, and, and one of the closer ones, two, three, was uh, the 2018 Dodgers with a 303 ERA. I think that will probably be where they're more similar to. Because you look at Crochet, obviously we saw how great he was to start off his career, but I don't know if he'll be able to keep that up. And Kopech going to a bullpen role, again, we don't know how he'll do in just one inning stints or you know one to two inning stints. Hmm. Um, and then the hard hit percentage for Chris Bryant. We mentioned this with Eno Saris. 2015, 44%. 2016, 38.9%. 2017, 37%. Noticing a trend. 33 in 2018. And again in 2019, 31% in 2020. 33.5 is the number, the hard hit percentage for Chris Bryant. I think it'll be slightly above that. Just above that. I'll take, the, I'll take above it, too. I think I think he's healthy. I think he's back. And I, I've, I've never been a guy who's been out on Chris Bryant. I think he'll 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 be able to perform again. I think just slightly above that, though. I don't think he's going to be back approaching 38, 39 and 40, um, uh, unfortunately. But there they are. Some numbers we'll be looking at. Textures angry with me. Choosing the Nationals. Come on, Speaks. The Braves, the Mets. I know lots of good teams in that division. It's a crazy division. I have this feeling about Strasburg and Scherzer resurging together. This has been Hit and Run. We'll follow this stuff all year long. Looking forward to next week's show after opening day. We'll have been here. We'll be into the baseball season by next week. Unbelievable. Anthony Heron is coming up next right here on 670 The Score. For Sean Anderson, I'm Matt Spiegel. Thank you so much. Thank you to our guest today, Sean Marshall from Marquee who is absolutely terrific, and Eno Saris from The Athletic. Have a wonderful Sunday, everybody. Talk to you all week on Parkins and Spiegel at 2, right here on 670 The Score. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t <sighs> 
Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.